Welcome to My Hometown Artist Podcast. We talk about showing up authentically on social media as an artist, creative, or right-brained entrepreneur, so you can do what you love. I'm your host, Hannah. I'm here to help you find self-growth, expand your work, and have more fun trying new things. We stay curious and focus on being solution-driven. Let's get to it. Can you tell us your name and what you do or create? Okay. Um, I'm Moon Leone, but I'm known as your friend Moon on social media. Um, Moon, I mean, your friend Moon is usually all one word and then Moon has zeros in it. Now, I know that's kind of complicated, so I've been thinking about just changing it to something different because, but I'm not sure though, because Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyways, um, so that's kind of who I am. I am a musician, a singer. I'm an artist. These are my paintings on the wall. and. Thanks. And um, I'm just very creative in general, but my main focus is music on social media. And um, most of what I do is I write about uh, the trauma I've been through in hopes of helping other people who've been through the same thing. Um, And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what started my motivation for everything. Okay. Yeah. I have been, I was binging your music the last couple days because I I did a deep dive on your page and then I found your Spotify and I I just absolutely love your voice. It's Thank you. it's something that just hits a nerve. I have no language to articulate this, but it hits a nerve inside my brain when you when you make certain sounds with your voice. It makes me feel so good. It's it is like how some of the commenters describe your music where it's very like uh ethereal or like light and it's kind of magical um I think that's some of the words that I've seen to describe it but again I don't have any technical like terms to tell you it's just really beautiful and I I loved every song on your Spotify right now so we'll let everybody at the end get like where to go to go find you so that they can hear more um but your song uh algorithm defeat just made me so happy it was it was like blowing my mind because it's exactly what I talk about all the time and it's an artist describing it through a song that's really good and the lyrics are so powerful and the way that you presented it was so powerful but I would love for you to tell us um why did you make it and what is it about Okay, so it's, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of where to start exactly. I actually wasn't even going to release it at all when I first oh. made the song. Yeah, it was not planned at all. I was watching, um, first of all, I was in burnout because I was working so much and I was just getting very frustrated with how hard people have to work and I wasn't very satisfied with the amount I was making for what I was doing. And I, hmm. I just kind of like, I've, I went through burnout for a little bit and then they happened to put the um, Hunger Games movies back on Netflix, like all of them. And so mm. I literally binged all of them in like two days. And by That's the end so of the last one, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched all of them because I remember I remember liking them a lot. And I just started realizing like how accurate it is to our society and capitalism and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. this is like scary. Um, And mm-hmm. then 
I wrote a song, which was Algorithmic Defeat, which was actually inspired by watching those movies. And then it got me really thinking about it. And it was like 3 a.m. I had just finished the last one and I just grabbed my phone and I was like, don't feel, don't think, just have a drink. Spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I wasn't planning on it at all. And then I just started playing around with the beats and garage band. And then I just made the whole thing on my phone. And then from there, I um I posted it seeing if um other people would find it relatable and I I figured they would because I've also had conversations with other artists about it being such a big thing and having to rely on an algorithm and how it's not about the art anymore and it's more about how many views you get and Mm -hmm. I didn't like that so I was like might as well see what other people think and it went really well so give them an outlet to to express it just get get their feelings out like alongside another artist that's so incredible i i was obsessed with it i was obsessed with the captions that you wrote from the perspective of the kind of the the mascot i don't know if that's the right word but yeah the the caricature of what the song's about and i loved the the lines i wrote them down here so i could uh share so one of the things you said was towards the end the character is called comfort stream mm-hmm. and the character says uh you know i urge you to be wary of the power of social media algorithms they have become a double-edged sword offering unprecedented access to global audience while also reinforcing harmful patterns of behavior and i read that part and i just took a step back because a lot of the times i approach things this what it made me think of is i approach things all the times with not I try not to have too much positivity. I try to be pretty realistic, but sometimes I force mm-hmm. the positive tone because that's like me fighting against, you know, evolution, I guess. But <laughs> I say things in my head all the time where I'm like, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. But I was like, wait a second, the way you've just said that was for me, it was me recognizing that, yeah, this is this is way bigger than any human should ever have to handle. Like our nervous systems cannot handle this. Yeah, we're, we're not handling it. We're not okay. And mm-hmm. and we're and then like my job is trying to help artists use this very overwhelming thing to get the the life they want, the day they want, like a daily life where they get to create things. And that is the way that you put that made me take a step back and really have respect for just how messed up it is. If that's how I put it, I don't know if you intended for that but that's what it did for me yeah so I I wanted to write it from the perspective of the robot so I wanted it to be a little bit creepy but also also I wanted it to be like a shocking like reality check Mm. um because I think it's also important to be aware and I think some people you're just working so much that sometimes you can just kind of fall down like the rabbit hole of just being so overstimulated but you don't even realize you're overstimulated because you're working so much and then you crash Mm -hmm. and then like that's a common thing for a lot of people not just neurodivergent people but just like people in general now because of the fast-paced movement of everything um so I really wanted to make that known with the character which is why Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a robot pretty much like that's where how we're being treated yeah Um, yeah and I I really appreciate you saying like the quiet part out loud in, in the lyrics. Everyone's going to go listen to this or else I'm never going to talk to them again. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I loved in the lyrics, 
like the way that you explain yourself so quickly and it's also catchy in your head too but it makes you feel the, the like I don't know if it's monotone but it's like a, the beat is just uh it reminds me of feeling very lost and very absent of feeling of just like you're kind of being used that's what that that sound reminds me of and you commented on the idea that we are all a brand so you didn't say that in your lyrics but that's what I gathered and as we try to gain attention it kind of feels like we're using ourselves and our life experiences and our personalities as a commodity that's how I was sort of reading your lyrics and it makes me very uncomfortable to think that or even say it out loud and I but I've been thinking about it a lot and I want to know from your perspective what barriers do you put up to to not identifying and wrapping up who you are and what you do and that's a huge question to ask that we're all like no one has a perfect answer to but I just wonder if you have any thoughts on that about how have you separated those two things as you create content? So something that I do regularly is I start to realize at a certain point, like if I'm posting a lot and then I don't have anything to post, I will have days where I'm very insecure about the content that I make or I think something's not good enough. And that's when I know I need to stop. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I start overthinking it is when it becomes unhealthy for me. And it's hard, though, because the way that the algorithms work is like you have to post consistently. So you feel like, oh, my God, like if I stop doing this, then my career is going to plummet or Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to restart everything because I'm taking a break. Mm -hmm. So it's like you kind of have to fight with that and think about what's actually important. And I've found that um, taking breaks actually does help rather than just trying to post mindless content to fill a timestamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snap for that. That's the truth. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> we can tell? We can tell when when you don't like what you're posting or when you are not feeling it. And I have never found joy in my own life, and I don't think anyone who watches videos like that finds joy in it because we can tell. Yeah. Humans just know. Like, we know what you're feeling, and that is super hard to take a break. And that's kind of why I like to advocate for having a system where you're allowed to step back. I mean, for example, I had a major life events. I was moving and going through all this stuff the last couple months. And I I got to the point where I I had no longer had backup to like keep posting, keep engaging. I didn't have time to answer yeah. one comment, let alone post anything. And I just I just thought like Okay, I I tell my clients take a break and and take care of yourself and then come back to us and and share with us how you've grown and that you're what you learned while you were away cuz that is going to be more valuable than just not taking the time to to learn anything or to contemplate or to come back to your own self and that's that's how you give it back is when you do that. So yeah. that makes me very happy that you've learned that lesson early cuz you have like so much growth that that is going to happen for you and I'm very excited to see how you take that because it's super uh insightful to be able to know all those things and then go forward and see what happens like see how well you can take care of yourself that's how I would measure success you know is 
how well yeah. can you take care of yourself on your way to what you want whatever that is mm-hmm. yeah and I love how you answer comments I love you've said someone said this this looks embarrassing I think they said yeah. something, something like that like that and you stitched the comment and you were so humorous and so yourself and you were just saying like so what like what even is being embarrassed I don't feel it or like I do but it doesn't matter and I loved I loved that response and that's that's how a lot of artists want to show up they want to be lighthearted in that way and be able to process things in a confident way on the internet but I I want to know for those of us who can't do that yet like they don't feel that way yet do you have any advice for basically just how to care less Honestly, I think a lot of it was because I grew up being very bullied. And so like I got kind of used to that very early on. And then I did take it to heart a lot. And I am somebody who like, I will cry. Like if things Mm -hmm. hit me a certain way, like I can't hide it on my face. You can tell what emotion Mm -hmm. I'm having just by looking at me. Me So that, yeah. So that often made me a target for things. Um, But I think I just, for some reason, I think it's also easier on the internet because I'm not actually seeing the person because it's Mm. just like, so it's kind of like there's a barrier between me and that person. There are some things that will hit me and then I'll respond in a different way, Mm. but it it depends Mm. on what is said. Like, for example, if it's something like that, where it's like someone's coming after me, I think a lot of the times, a lot of hate comments stem from insecurity. So Mm. I, I think about the process that maybe I'm like guessing what that person was going through at the time and I'm just like oh well maybe there's something about me that obviously makes them upset but it doesn't have anything to do with me it's a them problem Mm -hmm. so that's how I kind of deflect it from myself and also I know that person doesn't actually really know me in general they're just scrolling they're seeing one clip of me on the internet so mm-hmm. there's that too and that's i think it's important to distance yourself from not only the negative comments but the positive ones too because i think there there needs to be a balance um mm-hmm. between each of those oh that is such a good point the the good and the bad this is like the inner stoic in me just trying to make everything <laughs> neutral but it is true like you know if you get a comment that says you are the worst thing I've ever seen. Why are you on the internet? That is yeah. equally as unbalanced as like, honestly, your mom who will never tell you anything bad about you. Because it's <laughs> yeah. it's the same vibe kind of of like, they're not, it's not a critique. It's not a connection. It's not like a back and forth. It's just someone projecting onto you, right? Exactly. And it's, it, it's, it's overwhelming. Because Well, what I like to do is I like to imagine everybody is a six-year-old or a five-year-old and they're like upset about something and then they said that thing to me but like dumb it down to like how a five-year-old would say it and then I imagine that they uh, they commented that and like how would you talk to a kid who felt unsafe that's very like like therapy therapy brain but I I try to imagine that like everyone's just like a little kid sometimes because yeah we are still kids we're just like having these phones in our pockets now for some reason we got these but that I love what you just said about like it's just a comment sometimes it's just a video just a comment or just a day you know you don't have to place labels on things that that it reflects what's possible for you or what's not possible sometimes it's just a comment 
that's very yeah. funny to stitch because it's very yes. entertaining. And it makes good content and it's easy. So like, that's yeah. also why I like doing that as well. And also I think a lot of the times when people comment things like that, they want you to be angry. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to, so I'm like, oh, actually I'm just going to help. I'm just going to use you as promotion. <laughs> like, yeah. The thing I'm, so, so and in a way it kind of feels like, uh, like a win. So yeah, that's also why I think I respond that way. And it's just fun in general. And but. it gives you a chance to showcase how you would respond and therefore what you're like as a person and then we can get to know you which is something you do so well and I I I makes me think about like one time someone left a comment on my video that was like um like you'll never be good at this or something or something like that just like oh that's really that's really spicy but someone (laughs) someone said that and I commented back a video of me just like staring at the comment and then I'm like dad like question mark because like to make fun of the fact that like sometimes dads don't support your dreams and yeah I was like okay this feels like me I just turned something that I could have spiraled about to just saying this is who I am like I I make fun of myself too because I think that that's okay and exactly and that's beautiful the way that you do that the the humor in your videos is also really well portrayed because of your editing and your your video editing the zooms and the way you do that can you can you tell me what tools you use to edit the videos to make them have that extra little engagement because those things really matter yeah so um at first I was just using TikTok and it was not good because I can't like save the video without there being a watermark on it so I was like Mm -hmm. this is not working and then Mm -hmm. I used CapCut and sometimes what I'll do is I'll actually record the video in Instagram first as if it's a reel because you can save it without the watermark so I'll do that and then I'll go to CapCut and I'll um put text on the screen the cool thing about it is something that I learned that might help a lot of other artists out is like um a lot of times you have to put your lyrics on the screen but you have to do that so many times mm-hmm. like after a while having to edit that many words over and over and over again it's like that's ridiculous and so yeah. I was like I was getting really tired of that and I figured out that if you ma- you can make a green screen on CapCut and then just put the lyrics on the green screen and then whatever video you record just put the green screen you know what I'm saying so like the lyrics will pop up so that's what I've been doing and that's why I've been able to make them so quick okay but um that's anyways so that's one of the things and then like I do a lot of the zoom in things because I found that when I watch TikToks with zooms and, and people are just talking directly to the camera and they're engaging in that way I find that I really enjoy that so I wanted to put that into music because I feel like a lot of oh my gosh I feel like a lot of artists now mm-hmm um are very stuck on the like hey just listen to this song and it's like mm-hmm. you know or like I just wrote the song of the song you know what I mean like that kind of mm-hmm. thing and I feel like that type of promotion is kind of getting old or like people are kind of not about it so mm-hmm. I found out like well if I treat my TikTok like it's a lifestyle kind of channel but I'm revolving it around my music that might kind of work and it has so far so that's been cool yeah, that's exactly what I say to everyone. Also, the 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 first thing you said originally about recording on Instagram, downloading and then reusing that video is genius. That's what I tell anyone who's on those two platforms is and that's because 
Instagram will punish you for not recording an app and TikTok will not punish you for re-uploading. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm playing the game both courts. I get it. I get what you guys want. I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> that's kind yeah. of what they want from us. But that's that was genius. And then uh making sure that the content that you're creating is not just, you know, I put something out. How dare you not listen to it? It's out. No one, no one's looking at it. Please go look at it. Or like, it's out and I have nothing more to say about it. That is super common to do in the beginning. And it's okay to do sometimes for to just make content. But we have to give people a reason and we have to assume that that they have not seen any of our other videos and that they don't know what we're about. They don't know, they don't know anything about us. We have to tell them something of value when we're talking to them while we're sharing about what we're creating because a lot of the times we say okay i've posted 200 videos this year or something like that and Mm -hmm. that is a lot of work and i didn't see the growth that i wanted so therefore i'm going to put less effort and try to make more content which is not where things are going that's not like sustainable and it doesn't feel good so the the question is like Again, can you take care of yourself, step back, and give us back something that's valuable? Because that's what matters, and that, like nothing else is going to get you where you want to go. So I really, I really appreciate you telling us that, like straight from your mouth. Because you know, if you don't have time to create something that you feel like you, you should create, don't create what you should create, what you think you should. Like, what could you make with your time? Yeah. What feels like you? and what feels joyful to you that's what you should be focused on and I I love your lives too because I mean I I joined one last week I think it was like last Thursday or so and I it was just so much fun you had like the bubbles and you had the the (laughs) the quality audio and I I would love for you to tell us how you make that great audio I think you mentioned you just upgraded or got a new uh device how do you make the great quality on your lives so I actually have a mic and I have a mixer, a Yamaha mixer, and I use that. And I don't know if I'd be able to show you. I don't think I can because I think it's too complicated to explain. But <laughs> but it's it's really not like I just plug my phone directly into my uh, camera. But my friend Kira Lease, I think it's Kira dot on okay. TikTok she she helped me out a lot and both me and her were live streaming at the same time and then she reached out to me and she was like oh hey moon do you want to come in my live one time and I was like oh cool so that's how me and Kira started talking we've become friends with each other and yeah she's the one who helped me with the cords to buy to plug it into my Uh phone so someone um, blessed you with knowledge to to pass it down (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah Mm -hmm. That's that's super wonderful. I love when people help each other out and Me too. like give time to each other because I want to know exactly everything about how we can be better to each other and help each yes. other know what to do. Even that probably just going on that live with with that person probably changed so much about how you approach it. So oh, yeah. that's a great mini tip for anyone who's scared is join someone else first and mm-hmm. have a co-host go on theirs they come on yours and and then you can have a more like comforting 
experience when you go live the next time is like okay we've both been on each other's shows it's now time to chill out yeah yeah Yeah. and I loved the bubbles thank you for incorporating (laughs) bubbles you're welcome I love bubbles and I saw the little like bubble blower thing online Uh I think it was actually on TikTok that I saw and I was like I need that so actually one of one of my subscribers actually helped get it like we were on stream and I was like oh I'm running out of uh bubble stuff and they were like here they sent a gift and they were like here this is this goes towards bubbles and I was like thank you oh that's so So, nice there's a bubble fund (laughs) yes there's a bubble fund so that was super cool and now I use it all the time every time we hit a goal or something like that it's it's really fun so I love doing that yeah celebrating that's so wonderful like this is worth having a celebration over that's what I felt when I was watching the your videos and your live too is just that you were enjoying it that you weren't think you were thinking enough about it where you put a lot of the quality was apparent but it wasn't something that that felt unnatural and it felt like you were just being yourself and that is super fantastic and I I know that artists on TikTok and Instagram it's very specific uh how you can upload audio and make it shareable and make it usable and my question to you is how did you start doing that to share the audio because there's a lot of musicians who listen to this show who who don't know how to do that or they don't know what that means so can you share with us how you do that uh and share your your clips of your music yeah so what I do is actually you can use CapCut I use CapCut for literally everything related to video and audio because it's great and it's free and I love it um Mm -hmm. but um what was I gonna say so a lot of times I will save I make all my music on my phone. So like I'll save it from my phone and I'll share it as a GarageBand file or something like mm-hmm. that. And then I'll I'll upload it to CapCut and then I'll just put like a random picture in the background or something. And then I'll upload it to TikTok as a private video so mm-hmm. that nobody can see it and only I can see it. And then I use that audio. So that's how I get the audio on there. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have anxiety about that, about selecting what they want to share because they don't want to give away too much but also they want they don't know what they want to do how do you decide which pieces of your songs to share as like for example is it the bridge or is it a hook or is it do you do any like research like testing to see what parts people like first how do you decide which part you're going to share Honestly, I always end up sharing the part that I feel is the most catchy or the most, um, I don't even know, honestly, like, I'll just be like, oh, Mm -hmm. this part of the song I feel like is, it tells the story of the song without me having to say what it's about. So Mm -hmm. usually I'll put that part in front or if there are any of my favorite lyrics that I think are really like they really hit home, I'll Mm -hmm. post those instead of maybe a different part of the song or something like that it really depends Mm. if I can see I I also get visuals with songs so I can see colors and like all sorts of stuff with music and um Mm. I I think that oh my gosh I forgot where I was going (laughs) no you're totally fine my brain is like broken my ADHD (laughs) is just like it's fiery today yeah it's what was the original question I'm so sorry um uh, how do you select which portion of the song you want to share on social oh, media? 
Right. So, <laughs> so I get, I get visuals. So if I can see a visual to a certain part of a song, that's how I know that it's, it's um, marketable or like can be. Okay. Sometimes though, I'll put out something like I did try and market uh, a Christmas song about seasonal depression, like last year, and it wasn't getting the engagement that I hoped for it. But also I did release it in January because <laughs> it was a lot uh. later. I was like, oh, that's probably why. So yeah. the, cool thing, the cool thing about that is uh, I think a lot of artists don't realize is you can re-promote things. You don't have to just stop once it's out. Like you can bring it back at different times when you, oh, I did not mean to hit my mic. <laughs> at different times when you, um, um, oh my gosh, need to promote something. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I yeah, don't know I, was, I was just listening to uh just a general marketing podcast where they were talking about that which is there's no need to to reinvent the wheel every time if you have something great that works use it and reuse mm-hmm. it and figure out how you want to do it and also the if you have so let's say for example if you're uh a, a musician or an artist and you have like three major projects or pieces that are pretty popular that you're proud of you can have seasonal rotations of when you use them. So for example, in December, engagement on social media is super low. Everybody's spending time with their grandparents or something. Mm-hmm. And there's not, like during the holidays, there's less engagement. So you could plan out those things like in the late fall for the following year to say, okay, after February, we're going to start incorporating these three themes every three months. And you can align them with, uh, you know, when it works for your life. And you don't have to, a lot of the times we say, oh, there's a, there's a holiday coming up and I, and I want to make something about that. Or there's a Super Bowl or whatever. I want to do something about that. But it's more of how fine tuned can you make that arc that happens when you share that story about those pieces. And it's really far more important to do that than worry about, always be posting something that's new um yeah on social media which is fantastic i saw that you repost things too i was like yes this song is great and sometimes it's not a bad video sometimes it's just a, a tuesday and tiktok decided it didn't want to push it out because of the exactly. timing or whatever so mm-hmm. you know don't spin your wheels trying to to put in so much effort that you get really really tired and then need to nap for six months that's that's a yeah. great like so if if no one else takes away anything is just listen to what moon just said and don't reinvent the wheel a thousand times just repost it and i yeah i i would love to know more about how because you are pursuing this career uh and live performance it looks like with in your area um mm-hmm how has your tiktok audience grown has has your success on social media grown alongside opportunities uh for live performances and were they kind of synchronized to support each other or did you find that one helped the other did you find a relationship between those two things so it was actually completely separate like uh the opportunities okay. that i got were actually be cut before my tiktok and it was um like I sang at uh, Pride last year for like a big like nice. festival event. And it was my first, I was like, whoa, like I was so excited. Oh. Um, but I got that opportunity because I sang at my high school graduation 
And the person who like runs and organizes the event was there and they were like, Hey, do you want to sing for pride? And I like just started bawling. I was like, thank you so much. Like I was so excited to do it. And um, so that was, that was such a big event, but yeah, it's been completely separate. I do all the work myself. Like I reach out to places and I write the emails and I'm trying to get booked for different things so that's kind of what I've been doing more of this year rather than um social media I'm trying to kind of do more live things because I think it's really fun and I would love to and Mm -hmm. it was crazy like although the success of TikTok really started with my live streaming so what happened was um the first single that I ever recorded which was in my face to you um I released that on TikTok and I did i it was like my first time like marketing a song. So like I was just doing, you know, what I saw other people mm. doing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was just yeah. trying to, yeah. Cause everyone learns at different, you know, it doesn't matter, but yeah. yeah um, so I was, I was trying to figure that out and stuff. And then, um, and then I started live streaming and I was actually homeless while I was recording Am I Face to You and my entire album. I was living with my aunt. I didn't have my own mm. room, my own space. And I literally just, use my phone and like my little mic that I'm actually using right now for this podcast and um then I just started sharing it and I started doing live streams and all of a sudden like thousands of people out of nowhere like just started showing up and I was like whoa and I was yeah. I wasn't used to that so I was like what is happening right um, you got the little the little uh fight or flight response probably when that happens <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like oh hey everybody but I I was able to handle it pretty well. Like it didn't really um, make me like stop doing what I was doing. Like I didn't freeze up or anything. It was more just like, oh, hello. (laughs) I wasn't expecting you here. Uh um, That happens too when you, I like to tell people that as well as if you take a long break or you just started doing lives, you will see that you get more initial people coming into your life Mm -hmm. so it's a good it's a good opportunity to keep that in mind so you can use that to your advantage if you want to but it's a good thing to know if you are doing your first life ever and you're nervous that that could happen and Mm -hmm. that that can be really overwhelming I mean there's comments in there and there's things happening there's all these buttons and I don't even know like how people deal with that like if especially if you have neurodivergency like what do you (laughs) there's so many things on the screen happening but (laughs) I I I think that there's there's a a unique thing that happens for each artist where you know they have opportunities on the internet and in a virtual space and then outside of it and everybody has a different balance of what things are going to fit into their puzzle to make their livelihood and their life of you know how do you want your day to look as a person that's kind of the goal is to make it look that way and once you find the secret sauce, the the right thing to do, the right right amount of energy and type of energy to put into your social media to get that, that is exactly where you should be. And and I think that what you're doing is a really good example of that, of of putting time to this, but also saying, I love doing performances and I love spending time in that space with people performing my songs and I've seen uh clips of of the performances you do and it just looks like you were in your thing you were in your 
element and what you want to do. So it's it's good it's good to keep in mind that you know if you're creating a plan and you see another artist who has digital prints on a shop and ha- does absolutely nothing in person, you probably shouldn't do what they do because you're not them and you want to do something different. Or mm-hmm. you know if you if you are completely the opposite model, sometimes social media is something you do that's more like a resume thing of. I'm showing up in a great way, but I don't have to do lives because I don't need to do that. And yeah, it's good to make note of like, what do you need to get what you want and just do that? Because there's a, there's a thousand things clamoring for your attention and you have to, you have to decide where you're going to put the energy. And I really like how you've done that and how you've approached that. I would love to ask you as my last big question what what are you working on right now like what are you thinking about doing or things that you want to like do this summer or like create or even just like things to inspire you what kinds of things are on your mind right now so right now what's really on my mind has been saving up a lot of money because if I'm going to do things like travel which I don't know but I would like to plan for that if that's a thing because I do have a lot of friends in LA I have some friends in New York and different places just through the internet I also encourage to network you can do that from your phone which you Mm -hmm. wouldn't think but you can and um, I've made a lot of friends just online so I um totally forgot what I was gonna say could you oh about um (laughs) saving up money maybe yeah saving up money sorry thank you oh my (laughs) gosh saving up money uh for travel I'm also working on a second album that's way more deeper topics than my first one was I think my first one was just kind of a little introduction to just feelings in general while there are some deep topics on there it's gonna be a lot (laughs) it's gonna be a lot more um yeah but I but I I've wanted to put these songs out because I think it can really help people. Like that's my, like I said, that's my motivation for everything because when I was younger and I was going through these things, like these very serious things, I did not have somebody to help or I didn't, I felt very alone and isolated. So I don't want other people to feel like that. And so that's like my main focus is just getting that album done. I thought it was going to come out this year. It is not. It'll probably come out mm-hmm. next year. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I have. Oh, and collaborations. That's also mm-hmm. a thing that's been on my mind a lot. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. That is. Thanks. That is so exciting. That's so many things. I I love traveling, too. And I love. I love the the balance and, and just having passions about things and letting it letting it happen when it happens because like I've been working on a book and it's like it got derailed like you know like I got I had to take care of myself because I was like like this is spiraling as I said Mm -hmm. and I I just took a step back and I was like okay like my goal as a person is is probably really similar to yours which is to just help other people feel less alone and usually artists that's like my passion people and if I'm doing that and I'm working toward it I did something today to work towards that there there's nothing else that you can expect yourself to do so don't don't feel like 
you gotta rush anything because i would i would wait a long time for a great album again from you like i would wait patiently and like follow you (laughs) because like i don't i don't think that we should ever force ourselves into anything and like i can't i can't wait to hear whatever the new lyrics are that you're having come out because i just i loved especially the song you had um it's probably on my like last played it was a song (laughs) i think it was um did i just say i love you yeah that was so good i was it was so simple in the in the I don't know what it's called, but the way that your voice, the sounds it made, it just made me feel so good. It's like they're melancholy, but so, so soothing that it's happy. That's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah. And everybody should go and listen to you and check you out. So can you please tell us where we can find you to work with you if we want to hear your music or just stop by a live or anything like that? Yeah, so your friend Moon, it's all one word, and Moon has zeros in it. I just thought it looked cooler, so I put that in there. <laughs> um, on Instagram, there's a link to everything. Um, TikTok's a little bit more finicky. My username on TikTok is, I think, Twinkerbell, and then there's, like, two underscores or something <laughs> like that, because that's funny, and I love Tinkerbell, so. Yeah. And, um, you know, so anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good mix. For, for the audio listeners, it was a little bit of a, a wrist hit. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Weird, yeah. so they're gonna know like why are they giggling? <laughs> I love I love that so much. And I love everything about you know the videos that you put out and the way that that you're showing up and having fun. And I appreciate your time and your thoughts so much because you are doing the work you're doing the thing so if you ever have questions or you feel overwhelmed or anything like that you can always send me a dm and Mm -hmm. please let me know if i can help with anything or answer any questions and thank you so much for talking with me thank you for having me on i really appreciate it thank you for spending time with me today You can submit questions and apply to be on the podcast or just chat with us on our Discord server by visiting me on Instagram or TikTok and searching for the name Hanala, H-A-N-N-A-L-A-H, and then clicking on the link in my bio. Please make sure to leave us a review. It helps me so much to connect with more brilliant artists and creatives. I can't wait to talk to you all again soon.